Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. All right, y'all ready to get into God's Word today? Uh, I'm super excited about what the Lord is going to do in today's message. So if you have your notes, I want you to take them out. We are a note-taking church, and we're in a season right now where we're just kind of getting some fresh words from God that he had given me over the last couple of months that are really just things that he highlighted that I should share with us as a church. And today, there's such a burden in today's message that you're going to hear from me, something real significant I feel like the Lord wants to do. And so I've got a couple more of these messages in this series that we're going to take some time to do over the next couple of weeks, so don't miss it. But today's message is for people that are, many of them that are not even in this room or not even one of the campuses today. And I hope that this message is being shared with you because you're really at a place that you were once following the Lord, you were once going after God, and something happened that really disconnected you from the purposes of God for your life. So I wanna talk to you today about the topic of healing from church hurt. Healing from church hurt. And it's such a kind of big subject out there today when it comes to the church and how the church has hurt people and what do we do in response to church hurt. And today's message might be a little more emotional, a little little bit more intense than normal. You like to laugh a lot, come back next Sunday, it's gonna be great. But I wanna talk to you about church hurt for just a little bit. I had a moment a few years ago where Katie and I were celebrating her birthday. Her birthday is on December 11th. It's a week after mine. And so we always try to do something Christmassy for her birthday. And so we were up at Wiregrass Mall and they do like a big Christmas experience up there every year. And so we were up there. This is probably five, six years ago. And I wanted some coffee. Like there's something about the Christmas season. It's a little bit colder and you got a coffee in your hand. Now I'm not the pumpkin guy, but I am the peppermint guy. Come on. How many of my peppermint fans are out there? Yeah. Like, like it's a better experience if you ask me. So I remember sitting there wanting, wanting some coffee and I said, man, there's not a Starbucks around here. We got to find a local coffee shop. And in the, the Wiregrass Mall at the time, they only had one coffee shop called a Barney's Coffee. How many have ever heard of Barney's Coffee at all of our campuses? All right. Barney's Coffee um, at its peak had about 110 stores, mostly around the, the Florida area. And, and, and they have since gone out of business and rightfully so. <laughs> rightfully so. So Katie and I are in that night, we're hanging out, we're walking to the mall, and, and I said, man, we'll go to this place to get some coffee. They have a little peppermint mocha there. I'll try, I remember I stood in line so long, and I remember I got to the counter, and have you ever gotten to like the counter and the cashier makes it seem like you're the inconvenience? And, and it's just like one of those, like they started the thing out like, what do you want? It's like, well, I want you to have a better attitude is what I want. But I'd also like a peppermint mocha. And okay, that's fine. And, and then here's the thing. No, thank you. No, we're excited you're here. Nothing like that. I go to the side and I waited the longest I've ever waited in my life for a coffee. And it wasn't like that busy. And I'm just sitting there. And you know, like you're watching them talk to each other and complain to each other. while I'm like, just make my coffee. Like I, I could do it right there, but I can't go behind the counter. So finally, he hands me the coffee, and he hands me the coffee, and I'm all excited. You know, you take your first sip. And I go to take the first sip, and the coffee's cold. So I, I, I yeah, that's what I did too. I was like, what? So I, I remember I went back to the guy, I go, excuse me, sir, I just want you to know, uh, this coffee is cold. He's like, well, I'm sorry. And I was like, well, I don't care if you're sorry. <laughs> Can we make it warm? And then here was his quote, it's already in the cup. Well, what does that mean? I said, well, then you take it out of the cup, you heat it up in that little machine, and then you give it back to me. He goes, already the cup, company policy, you can't, you can't heat up the coffee after it's given out. 
I go, well, that's a terrible policy. So I go and walk away and I'm livid. I'm mad. I'm not the guy that gets mad. And I'm mad. And Katie could see it. She's like, Aaron, don't make a scene. I'm like, well, I'm a pastor, so I'm not gonna make a scene. I said, but I've got a plan. And my plan is I pick up my phone and I go, I'm gonna do for the first time, which I've never done in my life. And I'm gonna leave a bad review. I got him. And I'm telling you, I became that keyboard warrior. And I left the worst review possible. I mean, we were in bed the other night just talking about this story. And I remember sitting there going, I wonder if we can find it. You had to Google. I mean, the company shut down, so you had to find it. And, and I, have, I found my review. And, and like, I was all excited about, man, it's still out there. And then I find out it's only a few months later, the whole place went down. And I was like, I burned the place to the ground. I did it. Now, 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 I feel bad, okay? We, we all have those moments. I'm not that guy that likes to take down businesses or all those kind of things and bad reviews, but we've all had those moments. And it's really not about the bad employee. It's an indictment against the whole company. You're like, do you really want to run a place like this? And whether it's a, 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 a restaurant, a business, whether it's a movie, whether it's some entertainment place, we've all had those moments where the company and the, the organization has let us down and it's frustrating. You'll never go back there. What do you do when it's God's church? What do you do when the thing that's let you down is God's plan to bring salvation to the planet Earth, when it is God's bride, when it is the church that he created, that he founded, that he said the gates of hell won't prevail against it. What do we do when the church hurts us? And we all know somebody, some family member, some neighbor, some coworker that says, I'll never step back foot in one of those places called a church because they hurt me. They're experiencing what's called church hurt. Write it on your notes. Church hurt is pain inflicted by religious institution or by religious people. And there's been moments, there's been times where, where we've all had those moments where the church has hurt us and it's let us down. I remember my parents, they got, they got saved, filled with the Holy Spirit in the 80s and they, they got involved in their very first church there in Baton Rouge. And, and it was only a few months after they really get involved that the pastor has this terrible moral failure. It's news all over the world and they had to go to another church. And then their next church, the pastor has another, that pastor has a moral failure. Within their first few years of following God, they'd experience church hurt, church hurt, church hurt. It happens to all of us. And then I just think of radiant. I think of what God's done and, and so many miracles, but we've had those seasons where people, they were let down. They were, they were, they were upset. They, they get hurt. And it's maybe not even the leadership. Maybe it's just with each other. And the small group leader offends them or hurts them or, or the, the coworker that says they're a Christian says some things that they shouldn't do. And, and the fallout happens within the church. What do we do with our church hurt? Because it happens both intentionally and many times it's unintentional. Maybe changes were made that hurt you. You got church hurt. You called, sent an email. Nobody got back to you. Your church hurt. You, you, someone said something about you that was hurtful. Your church hurt. You, people all hung out. They, they didn't invite you to hang out. Your church hurt. The, the leadership made a call that you didn't agree with. Your church hurt. The pastor made jokes about cats. Church hurt. <laughs> Wouldn't happen here, but you got the idea. 
They gossip behind your back, your church hurt. You, you, they, you asked for help with your bills, they didn't help you, you got church hurt. You went through a tough season and nobody was with you during that tough season. Your church hurt. You met some people, they were hypocrites, you got church hurt. Maybe the pastor had an affair or, or the leadership did something wrong with the finances, you got church hurt. What do we do when we find ourselves in a place where we're church hurt? And what's so beautiful about Radiant over the last 10 years is Radiant has been just this oasis for people to experience healing from church hurt. Even in the lobby today, I've had people come up to me, one right after another, just saying, Aaron, you don't understand what I came out of, and it's so great to be able to be in a place where I can get healed and whole. And I believe God has many of you here today because he wants to heal you from the church hurt that you walked through. But let me just be vulnerable for a second. And while we have desired and dreamed about Radiant always being a place that is helpful and healing and pointing people always towards Christ's community and their calling, we understand at times that many people, and especially some people that are watching online right now, their church heard is maybe even Radiant. And I, I, it would be a miss for me to not address this subject and not talk about the fact that many people have been church hurt even with our best intentions. And maybe you, had a, you called in, nobody calls you back. You, you went through a tragic scenario, nobody was with you during it. Yeah, maybe you, you, there was a call made with leadership and it didn't go well. And I just want you to know this, on behalf of people, let me just say our intentions have always been that this place would be a place that's the healthiest church ever. But if Radiant Church has hurt you, and I wanna look right at that camera and just say this, I want you to know I am sorry. I am sorry for how the church has treated you and made you feel like a number and not as someone that's important. And on behalf of Radiant Church, we as a church are gonna do better about loving people the way Jesus loves people. Can I hear a better amen today, church? We're gonna do it. Now let me address one more group of people that's in the room and Radiant wasn't the person or the place that hurt you. Maybe it was a past church, a past ministry, a past coworker, or a past somebody else that said they were a Christian and didn't live that way. And I want you to know that you, you want so bad for them to stand on a stage and apologize to you and they're not going to. On behalf of them, on behalf of leaders in the body of Christ, I'm sorry. The church has gotta do better when it comes to loving people and I'm sorry for the way they treated you. And if you'll lean in over the next 15 minutes, I believe the Lord can heal your heart and bring you into the future that God has for your life. Are y'all with me today, church? Feel good? All right, it's a touch subject, but I'm gonna deal with it with a lot of grace and a lot of love. And we're gonna look at it through a passage through the life of the apostle Paul. Now, if you don't know who Paul is, Paul was a God that hated Christians, persecuted them, then had an encounter with God and became a Christian. Not just any Christian, he became a leader in the body of Christ. He ended up planting churches all over the Mediterranean and he ends up writing about a third of the New Testament. Paul is an important dude in Christianity, but Paul dealt with church hurt. And I wanna help you with this today, let you know how you can do something significant for God and walk through church hurt, because if nobody's ever hurt you before, I want you to know they might in the future. And you go, well, why do people hurt you? I thought that this is a perfect place. Let me tell you, it's not perfect, you know why? Because you're here. And if you weren't here, it still wouldn't be perfect, you know why? Because people are here and people are crazy. 
Come on, does anybody know any crazy church people? Come on, there, is anybody sitting next to some crazy church people? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Paul deals with crazy church people, and let me show you how he does it. All right, look at this passage, 2 Timothy chapter four. You've probably never seen this before, and if you have seen it, you definitely don't think it's like a preaching topic, but I'm telling you, we're gonna have fun with it for the next few minutes. Look what he says. 2 Timothy's writing to his spiritual son, and he says, do your best to come to me quickly. Well, why does he need somebody to come with him? Well, he needs someone to come with him because everybody else left him. Look what it says. For Demas, because he loved the world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Poor Demas. Demas, for the rest of church history, will be known as the dude who left Paul and went to Thessalonica. Come on, Demas is up there in heaven like, come on, Paul, you couldn't have wrote one thing I did well. And then look what else happens. Christians, he has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. Like, like all these guys are sitting there getting called out. Paul's like, let me tell you, this is inspired by the Holy Spirit. You will not get away with what you did to me. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark, bring him with you because he is helpful um, to me in my ministry. Look at verse 16. Alexander, the metal worker, oh, I ain't letting him pass by. He did a great deal of harm and the Lord will repay him for what he's done. You too should be on your guard against him for he strongly opposed our message. At my first defense, and now he brings it on all the rest of the church. So it's not just those guys, but at my first defense, no one came to my support, but everybody deserted me. You all let me down. And then look what he says. They all deserted me. He goes, may it not be held against them, but the Lord stood by my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. You go, Aaron, that is the strangest passage of scripture to talk about on a Sunday morning about church. Let me break it down for you. Five quick, th quick things. They're right there in your notes. And I think they'll help you. How do we deal with church hurt? When the church hurts me, Here's the first thing, is you gotta acknowledge the hurt. You've gotta acknowledge that what they did to you was real and that it really affected you. Because if you act and try to fake it and go, I'll just move on, you won't ever deal with the deep issues in your life. It's like in marriage. You know, you ever have those moments in marriage and you're like, hey babe, is everything all right? And they go, fine. How many know when, when they say fine, it's the least from fine at that moment. You're like, well, something is obviously off right now. Like, like, like tell me what's going on. Like, you know, it's like the text message, like where they put the K and the period after it. I didn't realize we're in a fight right now. There's something deep going on inside. And the reality is, is that when you've gone through trauma, when it comes to relationships breaking up, when it comes to scenarios with church leadership, when maybe you walked out of a scenario where people had hurt you or leadership let you down, when you're going through that, you've got to acknowledge the hurt really happened. If you don't acknowledge the hurt, you'll never heal from the hurt. Look what Paul says. Paul brings it very clear. Look what he says. He goes, do your best to come to me quickly for Demas, he loved this world and has deserted me. He got real specific with his issue. And then he goes, verse 16, at my first defense, no one came to my support. Everyone deserted me. What is he doing? He's getting vulnerable and he's getting honest. Write it on your notes because acknowledging your wound is the first step towards God healing your wound. And until you get vulnerable and honest before God, you'll never see that wound healed. 
So what do you do? You have to get transparent. And when you get transparent, God gets involved. So who do we get transparent with? Well, first of all, you get transparent with the Lord. Look how David says. He said, I cry out to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out to him my complaint. Before him, I tell my trouble. Let me say it this way. You're complaining to somebody, but who you're complaining to can't do anything about it. So now turn your complaint from people to the Lord and vent to the Lord. It's interesting. We think prayer is like, you got to say this beautiful poetic thing and try to impress God. God doesn't want you to impress him. He wants you to get vulnerable with him. And when you get honest with God, God gets real with you. And the more vulnerable we get, the more God is able to heal what's inside of us that's broken. So you get honest with God, and then you get honest with a group of Christians that can walk with you through it. That's why we have 3,500 people in radiant groups, because it's a group of people that when they're talking about how's life going, don't go, fine, good week, great. Be vulnerable, I'm upset. I don't like it how he talks about cats like that. That's wrong, get real. Get real with people and watch how you'll acknowledge the hurt and you'll get healed because of it. Number two, when the church heal, hurts me, here's what number, number two, ready? Let the Lord deal with those who hurt you. Let the Lord do it. Because you can't take it in your own hands and expect to get the results. You gotta let God deal with them because the reality is, is that it is our human nature to get back at people. And so you talk about my mama, I'm talking about your mama. You make fun of me, I'll make fun of you. That's human nature. But the reality is, is we don't go by our human nature. We do it God's way. And God's way is you don't take control of the situation. You release control and you let God come in and take control. And look what Paul did. Paul said it this way. He goes, listen, Alexander, the metal worker, I'm mad at that dude. I'm mad at him. He did, a great, he did me a great deal of harm, and here's the result. Ready? The Lord will repay him. The Lord will repay him. And why, why will the Lord repay him? Because he didn't take it in his own hands. He gave it over to the Lord. Let me encourage you. Let the Lord fight for you. If you try to avenge the situation... If you try to get back at the people, God takes his hand off of it and says, you deal with it. But if you will release the situation to God, God steps in and he will take care of those people more than you ever could have imagined. He will deal with Alexander the metal, metal worker better than you can. The guy went out of business. There's not even Alexander the metal worker business anymore because God deals with them. That's why Paul says, do not take revenge but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, I will avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Here's a good statement we learned growing up. I think it was so awesome. I grew up in a church world that this was like the go-to phrase. Ready? You might have never heard it before. Let me give it to you today. It goes like this. You got to let go and let God. Come on, somebody. You grew up in the 80s and 90s. That was our phrase. You let go and let God. You just let go and let God. And what I've realized is if you'll let go of the hurt and you'll let go of the outcome and you let God get involved, he can bring that situation around more than you ever could have imagined. When the church hurts you, you let go 
and you let God step in and the Holy Spirit will do what the Holy Spirit can do, which is to transform lives, discipline people, correct them the way they need to be corrected. And you trust God with the outcome. Y'all still with me today, church? What do we do? We let the Lord avenge us. Number three, here's the third one, is when the church hurts me, don't confuse God's people with God. And this is the big issue in our world today is that we let the disappointments of God's people dictate how we perceive God. And let me tell you, you gotta hear this so clearly. People will let you down, but God never will. People will, let, will abandon you, but God never will. People will forsake you, God will never will. And you've gotta learn to realize that people are not God. And one of the great things I can just tell you as a church, especially, is like, listen, your pastor, I got issues. I ain't God. So if you go, well, I just can't believe that you did that. I can't believe. Let me just say it like that, because I'm a flawed human being. And the big problem in our world today is we have a whole world that's deconstructing. And the reason they're deconstructing is because some church people hurt them. And it always comes back to that. It's always that beginning church person hurt them. And when the church person heard them, they made, that, they made a decision to equate that with God. And so God must feel this way. God must think this way. And because they do that, they make the big mistake of saying, okay, because people are like this, God must be like this. Gandhi, who was a man who, who was very famous for his fact that he loved Jesus. He loved Jesus' writings. He loved to follow the way of Jesus. And people asked him one time, they said, Gandhi, everything you do is about Jesus. Why don't you just become a Christian? And he said this phrase, because he made the same mistake. He says, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. And what he did is he said, because people are like this, God must be like this. So I can't follow him. Let me tell you, that is a big issue in our world today of why people have pulled away from the faith. Three million people a year right now are backing out and leaving the church. Three million a year. They say about 37% of them are leaving because of this one reason, because they've been hurt. How in the world are we getting, letting the hurt of people disconnect us from our relationship with God? because it's a tactic of the enemy. But look what Paul did. Paul says, at my first defense, no one came to my support. None of those church people helped me. He goes, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. He goes, but the Lord stood by my side. Let me say it clearly. People might neglect you and leave you, but God is always with you. God is by your side. He is for you. He is a father that cares deeply about your life. And you might sit there and go, but nobody's with me. God's with me. And if people have hurt you, God is there to help you during this season. I wrote it down this way. People will disappoint you and let you down, but God never will. You need that encouragement today. God never will. So don't make that disconnect in your mind of going, man, these people did this, so I'm giving up on the church. No, 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 you need the church. You need the body of believers. Together, we're gonna build that relationship with God. Here's number four. This is a big one, ready? Don't give up on all people because of some people. Don't give up on all people because of some people. And some people make you want to give up on all people, don't they? 
I hear people all the time and they're going, man, I, I, I'll never join another small group because I had a bad experience in a small group. Why would you let those some people keep you from the great thing that God wants to do in your life? So what you do is you end up giving up on all that God wants to do because of some that hurts you. Let me say it this way. I know that some people that go, I'll never get married again because of how that person treated me. You're letting one disappointing relationship keeping you from the healthy one that God wants to bring you into next. What do we do? We believe a lie that because some people did this, all are like this. Here's the one I hear all the time. The church is filled with hypocrites. Really? I know a lot of great people in the church. I know a lot of awesome people in the church. The reality is, is you know some hypocrites and you think that because there's some, it must be all. Let me encourage you, don't make those blanket statements. They're all like this. Look what Paul did, verse nine. He says, do your best to come to me quickly. And then he calls them out. Demons did this, Christians did this, Titus did this. But then look at verse 11, only Luke is with me. And you know, Luke was sitting there going, yes, I made it, I made it. And get Mark, bring him here with you because he is helpful to me and my ministry. I think that is so important. He, he recognized, listen, because these people were crazy doesn't mean that I don't need, you still need a Luke, you still need a Mark in your life. You can't do the call of God alone. And the only way you can do it is through the body of believers. The church is still plan A for God to take over this world, to take over cities, to evangelize the lost, to help the poor. It's still the plan. And so you can't give up on it because of some crazy people and some bad leaders. You realize I actually need this. So I'm gonna lean into the good ones despite the fact that there's some bad ones. Let me just say it this way. People can cause hurt but they also are the ones God uses to offer help and bring healing in your life. So you sit there and you go, but man, they really hurt me. Could it be the very next group you join is the one that heals you? Could it be the very next connection you make in the body of Christ and start serving as the place that you walk into your purpose? Don't let the previous disappointment keep you from God's next divine appointment for your life there's something more in store for your future. Can I hear a better amen today, church? Let me just say this. Radiant is filled with some good ones. I love, we've had some Demises and some crazies. But I'm thankful that our church is filled with some healthy, God-loving, God-fearing, spirit-filled believers. I called a lady the other day in our church, and I know she's watching online, so I don't want to embarrass her, but her husband's battling Alzheimer's, and she's it's been a struggle. I mean, it's been a real struggle. She's been a radiant for years and years and years. And I asked her, I said, hey, how can I help? How can we help? How can we be the body of Christ? She's like, Aaron, y'all already are. Like the amount of meals that have been dropped off and people that have come to help and, and, and I'm able to, you know, friends that just show up and go, let's go for a walk and serving. She's like, I've just, I've never seen the church such in action since I was in need. And I just want you to know, let me tell you, we have some crazies that, that make it give the church of Jesus Christ globally a black eye. But I'm a still believer that the church is still the best solution to what God wants to do to a hurting and broken and lost world. Don't give up on the big thing God wants to do because of the small ones that God, that end up doing this thing wrong. Are y'all still with me today, church? Amen? Number five, let's close it out with this. I know it's like an intense message, but uh, I think it's gonna be helpful to a lot of people. 
What do we do when the church hurts us? You, you acknowledge the pain. You let the Lord deal with those who hurt you. Don't confuse God's people with God. Don't give up on all people because of some people. And here's the fifth one, ready? Don't forfeit your purpose because of the pain. And this is what breaks my heart the most. What breaks my heart are the people who have walked away from the faith and they threw in the towel for their purpose because some people hurt them and they didn't know how to react properly to the hurt, so they just gave up. And I plead with those who are watching this. I beg of you, when church people hurt you, don't forfeit your purpose because of that pain. Don't give up on what God wants to do in your life. Look what Paul said. He goes, the Lord stood by my side and he gave me strength. That's what my prayer is for you today is that you would get some strength so that through the, me, the message might be fully proclaimed. Like there's still work to be done and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. What happened when people hurt Paul? He reacted properly to the pain. He leaned in and said, I'm not gonna let it steal my purpose. And he was able to move forward to do the purposes of God for his life. Hear me very clearly. Pain doesn't stop your purpose, but the wrong reaction to pain will stop it. And pain happens to all of us. Heartache happens to all of us. Rejection happens to all of us, but your response really matters. And your response determines if you get bitter or you get better. If you walk in your pain or you walk into your purpose. And it all depends on how you respond to what those people did to you in your life. So what's the solution? when people hurt us, because it's not if, it's when people hurt us. Paul says it like this in Colossians 3. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offended you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. He says, here's what you do. You make an allowance. Oh. I'm so glad we talked about allowance. Anybody else have a piggy bank growing up? Come on, anywhere like this world. What he's saying is, is the way you deal with other people is you make an allowance. And the way you make an allowance is you remember what God did for you. When you remember what God did for you, it's a deposit in your spirit. So now you have something to give to other people whenever they hurt you. So let me just put it very clearly this way. So you have a moment in worship and you're just singing about the goodness of God. It's a deposit in your spirit. We take communion once a month here at Radiant, the second Sunday of every month. Every time you take communion, you remember what Jesus did on the cross. And you know what you do? It deposits in your spirit. You know, every time you have that devotional time in the morning and you just, God speaks to you, it's a deposit in your spirit. And you know what? Every time you have that moment in your small group and you're remembering your friendships and, and what God's doing in your life, you do. Every time you look at your spouse and you go, I didn't deserve that. Come on, it's another deposit in your spirit. It's remembering how good God's been. I just think of it all the time. God's been so good to me. And it's deposit after deposit after deposit. And then 
When people are mean, you know what happens? You go, well, I was really mean the way you, you talked to me that way. But that's okay. Because I have plenty to spare. You take that one. I'm really upset. I'm, I'm upset the way you handled that. But it's okay. I have an allowance. I have extra to give. Because you know why? Because he's deposited so much in my life. So uh, there you go. You take that one, all right? And you, you haven't even hurt me yet. But you know what? I got extra to give out. And Katie, my wife, oh man. There you go, baby. It's 13 years of marriage right there. Come on, somebody. And the reality is, is you're gonna get in a community and, and people are gonna mistreat you. They're gonna talk bad about it. And you know what you do? You just go, okay, I got more to give. I got more to, can I help you out a little bit more? All right, got some more to give. And the reality is, is they're gonna keep hurting you and you gotta go, that's okay. Because I know how good my God is. And I know how much he's loved me. And I know how much he's given me. And it don't matter what y'all do. I'm gonna pour out a lot of forgiveness, a lot of release. I'm gonna let go and I'm gonna let God because he's done it in my life. I'll pour it out into your life also. Come on, somebody, give them better praise today, church. Amen. Because my calling is too great. And my God is too good for me to let the pain from people steal my purpose. So don't let me find you at Starbucks one day sitting there going, why aren't you at church? Well, that person hurt me. No, 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 no. You let go and you let God deal with them. As for us, we're gonna walk healed of church hurt. Can I hear a better amen today, church across all of our campuses? Let's do this without anybody moving around. Why don't we stand to our feet across Tampa Bay and let's have a moment where we release our church hurt to God. I'm gonna have the worship team lead us, but I want you to do me a favor. I want you to close your eyes and I just want you to hold your hands out like you're, like you're giving a gift to the Lord. And what you're giving them is you're giving them your offense, you're giving them your hurt, and you're gonna say, God, I can't do this on my own, but I believe with you, I can forgive that neighbor. I can forgive that person that called himself a Christian. I can forgive that pastor. I can forgive that elder board. I can forgive that small group leader. I'm gonna release it to God. And God, I pray that you would avenge your people. Lord, that you would do something supernatural. But more than that, God, heal our hearts so that we can walk healed of church hurt and always forgiving others as you have forgiven us. Come on, let's sing it out together right now. Jesus, Jesus, oh, how I need you. You stay the same. You are good. You are good in your
we transition out, I, I just have a moment right now with every eye closed. I think there's some people watching this right now and you've been deeply, deeply hurt by the church. Maybe hurt by some scenario in the past. Maybe some moral failure you saw happen in some previous experience. And, and I just want you to give it over to the Lord right now. I want you to release that hurt. Release how that burnout, release that offense to that group. And just say, God, I pray that I would be able to walk into my purpose despite that pain. We thank you, God, that you are a God that heals our hearts. In Jesus' name. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Christ, you can. You know, it's our sin. Our sin separates every relationship. It separates our relationships with each other, but it also separates our relationship with God. And that's why Jesus came. He came, lived a sinless life, died a horrific death for your sins and for mine. And now is your time to say, you know what? I'm gonna give Jesus my life because he didn't stay dead. He rose again three days later, overcoming death, hell, and the grave. And now the choice is ours. Are we gonna live our life for Christ? And this is your moment to say, I'm surrendering my life to Jesus. And he'll meet you right there in that seat. He'll change you. This is your moment. Every eye closed, every head bowed. That's you across all of our campuses. You go, today's my day. I'm giving Jesus my life. I wanna start that relationship with him. I believe he'll forgive you right in that seat. On the count of three, I want you to just raise that hand and say, Aaron, that's me. Pray for me. No matter what campus you're at, I want you to raise a hand up. One, two, three. Come on, throw those hands up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, so many people. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you in the back. Thank you at all of our campuses. Just wave it and put it right back down. Thank you. Why don't we all pray this prayer out loud together. Say, dear Jesus. Come on, say it loud. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I give you my sin. I give you my past. And I give you my future. Forgive me. Give me a fresh start. You are my Lord and you are my Savior. And for the rest of my life, I'm going to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, let's celebrate those who just made the best decision ever. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.